I glad to see you because no one seems to be paying any attention to me today. And I'm getting a little angry, too. Hi, Big Bird. Oh, hi, Hiroshi. I Listen. gotta go to the post office. But, oh, sure. Go to your post office. Very angry. Many people enjoy a leisurely walk along quiet forest trails. But many have overlooked the keen enjoyment which comes from knowing birds. You are about to hear the loudest, angriest bird you have ever heard. Do you buy your thumb at us, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb at us? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna 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 come over, do you wanna 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 go ride? If you wanna 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 come over, do you wanna 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 go ride? If you wanna 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 come over. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dude or Else podcast. I am Dustin. And I'm Ryan. I would never share a bathroom with an electrician. <laughs> I would never share a bathroom with an electrician. Electricians have very calloused hands and do not provide good partners in a bathroom. If you are an electrician, do not come anywhere near my bathroom. Yeah, uh, if I was a robot, I would stay far <laughs> away from electricians. Yeah, robots are well known to dislike electricians. It's well, just how it is. They dislike the union. They dislike the electricians' union or the guild. Are they in a guild? It's a um, yeah, yeah. It's a guild. It, yeah, definitely a guild. And they probably, if you're a robot and you're listening, we do appreciate you. Um, listening. And if you're an electrician, robot. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so you just had a visit from an electrician? Is that right? Yeah, man. Our panel downstairs is a way out, way out of date, man. We got all 150 panel. Average yeah. panel is 200 amps. We got 150 panel. Oh, shoot, man. It's well man, below average. We're running at both ends. We're trying to figure out why we keep tripping breakers and everything, and we're just putting too much of a draw on the panel so that's that you just keep <laughs> got, dr- dr- dropping breakers like all the time like is uh, this podcast gonna time. like pop out no no is it just uh is apparent that if we wanted to add anything to the house say a small air conditioning unit like just a small standalone ac unit to help cool certain rooms more efficiently okay we, we can't do it we can't do it. Wow. We don't have the power. We just got to sweat. I got to be honest. I'm having electrical problems, too. Um, Tell me about your electrical problems. The iPad is at 38% that I'm recording oh, we- on, and the, the phone is at 28% that I'm speaking to you on. So I guess we're going to have to be efficient. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, the Living iPad's plugged on in, the edge. though. Living on the edge we're is what we do. Living on the edge. That was a pretty good song back when that came out, back whenever that was. So this week's challenge <laughs> was <laughs> to sit in your backyard or your park or wherever you like be to do a person some someplace. Sitting. Yeah, be a person at some place and do some bird watching. Mm-hmm. That was the challenge. Pretty cool. Couple, couple bird watchers in here. Just a couple ornithologists, regular mm. ornery ornithologists. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Do you want to you want to do we should just jump into it? Should we just go right to the uh the history of bird watching? Tell me about Audubon. Did you I hope you talked about Mr. Audubon. Man, Mr. Audubon, there's a little bit of Audubon, but you know what? I, 
you know, Audubon was a painter. Well, whatever. We'll get into it. Oh, you <laughs> tease. see what's happening here. You, you got a 150 system. You what, what you only idea is to shower a bathroom. Did you know that birds cannot be replicated by robots? Oh, really? I didn't know that. No. They're oh, too cool. light and robots are heavy. I will gladly share a bathroom with a bird. Actually, I take that back. I saw this. Uh, it's called, I think it's called Interesting Engineering is a website. Mm -hmm. And they said that this company, FLIR, F-L-I-R, uh, FLIR Systems, You're making that um, recently got like a, a huge grant to develop mini drones for the army. Like drones the size of like a box car. You know, like the little race cars that we yeah, used to Yeah, that makes with. sense. We were talking about guys. that last night at work. But, yeah. About we were talking miniature about drones mini drones. Is, miniature drones is the future of warfare. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if they can make a mini drone with a camera, they'll make a mini drone with a hand grenade on it. And just, like, fly it in and then pop. See Absolutely. Ya. All they're, right. So they're nearly silent. So let's talk about the silent killers in our backyard. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> All right, moving on. Move it, moving on. Where to start? Where to start? Dustin. Up in the trees. Yeah, up in the trees. You picked this challenge. Uh, do some bird watching. And then I learned that bird watching is a very complicated little world. The world of bird watching? Yeah, there's like, like they consider there to be three categories of bird watching. I did so not know this. The okay. lowest level bird watching, which uh, I think I did, which is just like, you know, looking at birds for any darn reason. You're not cataloging birds. You could, but you're not necessarily. You might just be looking at them out your out your window. You're not really doing anything special. You're just sort of looking at birds. So that category is classified as just looking. Bird watcher. Ah. Then right. above that, you've got birding. Ooh. Now, okay. Birding is fancier. Uh, birders create. Or no, a uh, birding. If you're birding, you create like lists. And, like, oh, you're taking okay. a little bit more seriously. You probably have some binoculars. And then you have a person called a birder. And a birder is willing to travel. These people compete. They travel the globe in search of, like, getting a whole bunch of birds on their list. And the birder is the birder's ultimate goal to, like, find a new species of bird and take a picture of it and catalog it. You know, I didn't see that. I saw that there's about, in the world, there's about 10,000 species of birds. Wow. And that very few people have seen more than 7,000 birds ever, wow. like in their whole life, or wow. types yeah. of species of birds. So I think that's kind of the ultimate goal, is to get around like 7,000 birds on your list. And these lists are super important. They've got these like daily lists, like how many birds can you see in a day, how many mm -hmm. can you see in like week, month, year. And, like, that becomes a big thing. Like, the big year, uh, people compete to see how many birds they can see in one year. And it's, like, it's like in the oh, high wow. 6,000s. Here's a question. How does anyone 
regulate that. You say, I saw it. I definitely saw it. I saw it. Right, right. You're I, right. I saw 6,000 birds. <clears throat> um, I think now we, we can go. We're going to get into the history of like these organizations that bird. But and that's that's what they like to call it. Like the fancy people like to call it bird because bird watching is for grandmas. And these these are cool grandmas uh, and they bird. Uh, but I think so, yeah. I think it's a gentleman's sport. Oh, I was thinking it's like the drifting of bird watching. <laughs> so like bird watching is like plain Jane NASCAR, but birding is drifting. It what do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, if you're sitting in your backyard and we're comparing bird watching to race car driving Mm -hmm. what we did was just nascar we're going in a circle just oh we're turning left turning left again turning left turning left but birding the travelers birders they're more into drifting (laughs) they're more into tokyo drifting okay you know like they're fancier i'm going sideways i'm going sideways the other direction i'm going in a circle no you don't follow it's more multifaceted it's like the sexier more exotic, more niche lifestyle. Yeah, oh. the, you're right. You're right. The birders are fancier. Uh, I was looking into this. I was like, what kind of people uh, do this? And it's mostly rich people. You picked huh. a, a rich people hobby. Um, it seems like it could be... Well, I, okay. If you have to travel, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the rich person part. And it's mostly 90% white people. Okay. And it's mostly Americans and British people. Other okay. people do it. Other parts of the world, they've like taken it on. But for its history, it's for some reason North American, uh, like United States Americans, really, and people in England do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's important to kind of go back to the history. So this started in like the 17th century. Oh, wow. Uh, where you had like early gentleman scientists, right? Uh, like Sir Charles Darwin, Montague, like these Montague. people. Montague, yeah. And these guys, they were going out and they were shooting the birds, and then like stuffing them and cataloging them, uh, as people want to do. Right? You go into these old museums and they got a whole bunch of bugs on the wall, just because yeah. they wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, and so these people, the this is kind of what birding starts out as is like a fancy European aristocratic thing and they would even like get people in the colonies like the american and other colonies to like hunt birds for them mm. so they could put but them it's, on their yeah. wall yeah it's like it's uh fancy hunting without the eating just like we're going to kill that and put it in our study that's yeah. a beautiful specimen of pheasant oh and that's a good point uh it does like separate them out from history before that where people's interest in birds was mainly for food for food, yeah. People to, eating to crow. Eat birds. Well, yeah, yeah, eating crows. Never ate crow. I in my personal life it or very bad. Maybe. You think they're like why? You think they're like uh strong so their I muscle think they're would taste probably, bad? Yeah, lean and stringy and their voice sounds terrible. Their song is so abrasive. Oh. Right, so that takes us to another point in birding where You've got kind of two ways of cataloging birds. Uh, one is by song. 
which is mm-hmm. the like the easiest, most natural way to notice a bird. Because if you go outside right now, and if you you kind of we tend to block it out, but if you like listen, you'll hear tons of birds if you're in even a slightly wooded area. Oh uh, yeah, they're everywhere, dude. But you won't see any probably. No. Um, so birders, I think they take sight to be like how you act. Like you can't put a bird on your list just because you heard it. Yeah, um, got to see them all. You got it. Yeah, it's a real Pokemon situation for these people. I want. I'm curious if the Japanese have a good birding population. I would think they'd have a good birding population. I everything I read about birding, I, and to be fair, I didn't like look up Japanese birding. Nothing. Now they might have an ornithology, like ornithology, you know, tradition there because these are two different things. Birding is a a layman's activity sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas ornithology, and like there's some crossover, but ornithology is like a hard science, an anatomy yeah. and biology and that sort of thing. You sounded really smart and sexy just then. You like this voice? Yeah. This is a smart, sexy voice. Okay. Now I want to know more about. <laughs> I like I more about... <laughs> you just like changed your mind. <laughs> you don't think I'm sexy? What you? First impression, and then. <laughs> well, you only have five thousand birds on your list, so you gotta. Those are rookie <laughs> numbers. We gotta get those true. numbers up. That's true. What else you want to know about? What were you gonna ask? Oh, you want to know about Audubon? I did want to know about Audubon because I I posted a little thing on our Instagram. I had bought a bird seed. Uh, that was sponsored by the National Audubon Society as a songbird mix uh, approved by the National Audubon Society. Um, And I also got for Christmas, like a few years ago, at like a silly white elephant uh, Christmas party, Christmas gift swap type thing, I got a a field guide for birds in the eastern region of North America. An Audubon field guide, I'm imagining. Yeah, an Audubon field guide. That's awesome. Um, so, so it's Audubon, a cool book. Audubon yeah. is James Audubon. Uh, he's this uh, French American guy. Uh, back in you know he was famous in the late 1800s as an ornithologist, like he studied birds, but he was also a painter. Um, like my grandfather uh, on the Sedgwick side collects like Audubon. Prince of Ducks and Mallards and stuff. Cool. Um, so Audubon was like a great wildlife bird painter. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't start the Audubon Society, though. They just named it after him because he was like cool and famous. Yeah. Um, but the, the society started in like... 1905. That's when it was incorporated. I think it started like 50 years before that. What, what, you, found, what you found something? You're looking online. It's just in the front page of my book. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And so the Audubon Society uh, is interesting in the sense that they were like one of the first ecologically minded, environmentally friendly, uh, like grassroots organizations. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they saw the early type of birding where people would shoot the birds and catalog them as basically destroying these bird populations mm-hmm. that they wanted to look at. So... They um, went to basically Congress in the United States. It's an American organization, yeah. uh, like founded in New York, and they fought to get that those practices basically stopped. They talked to Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Heck and, yeah! 
and he kind of got on their team and they got it they got it stopped and then the Audubon Society has become yeah this great resource I mean there's like in New Orleans like the big park in New Orleans is Audubon Park cool um I would have to imagine that this society helped like push uh Teddy Roosevelt to founding the national park system and like I think they're yeah they're like movements happening at the same time for sure because he was a big hunter like he would, right. he'd like to travel and hunt so maybe these hippies came up and were like Teddy I know thou likes to hunteth with thine rifle how did wait how would I guess they would speak more bully yeah bully English is yeah indubitably you do enjoy a good shot yeah, from your rifle is. but mm-hmm. it is without a doubt that these birds can be enjoyed while alive good sir. <laughs> Bully you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <Bully>. exactly. <laughs> I yes. know you have been shot before, Teddy Roosevelt. Did it feel good? No, good sir. Imagine the poor the poor blue tufted titmouse getting winged injured on the wing by a a poor shot. Imagine living and flying for two more days <laughs> with a hole in your wing. It would Undoubtedly, indubitably, deface your dorsal fins, wings, <laughs> well, feathers, your down feathers, sir. Uh, did you know that there's over five five hundred and fifty thousand members currently uh, of the National Audubon Society? This today. is what your little pamphlet says. And there are over five hundred chapters in the United States and Latin America, but. Uh, through the nationwide sanctuary system, the Audubon manages over 160,000 acres across North America. So, how about that? How about that? They also do this thing called the Christmas Count. Yes. Is that in your pamphlet? No, but is it some type of cool little calendar with little chocolates behind each day? No. Oh. That would be an advent calendar. Oh. Do you have one of those from them? I mean, maybe no. they have one. I don't know. Little chocolate birds. But the Christmas count is this thing across North America where, like, little teams of people, just like regular people, go out and they count every bird they can find. Oh, cool. All within, like, between, like, December 14th and January 1st or something. And they're just counting so, numbers or specific species? I think they're counting, like, each species and number. They're oh, trying cool. to get... They're trying to basically do a census of the birds in the North America at that time. They want to know if birds are dying or birds are okay or if their birds are, are they need their numbers clipped. So I was trying to figure out if this is like a scientific study and if it's like used in any major way. It seems like it's just for fun. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Good, good uh, community engagement. A lot of birding, I mean, almost all of birding, is just for fun. They, like, try to, like, wrap it in some ecological this and that. But it's mostly just, I want to see birds. And after having done it for a week, I get it. I understand why they want to go look at birds. Yeah. You know why what do we you, need? Why do you, how do you get it? Oh, we got to save that for later. Yeah, I guess, let's, let's, let's be later now. Let's go to later. Okay. Okay. Let's let's later it. Later. Is 
that you are too? Wow! <laughs> yeah, it's me, R2-D2, fucking robot bird. Hey, <laughs> hey what's up, R2? Hey, you didn't expect me, but I just flew in for the winter, and my... <laughs> I run on alcohol like Bender from Futurama. Hell yeah, what's up? What's Hell up, R2-D2? Yeah. Tell that C-3PO he owes me like 30 bucks. <laughs> For what, man? For fucking half pack cigarettes he got from me and the 25 bucks for the <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, R2-D2, fare. those are some fucking expensive cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was living in New York at the time. Oh, man. Wow. So, uh, that R2-D2 bird just came in, flew out of our lives, like, he's never, he never gonna should be have back. been here. He's never, never coming have, back. <laughs> never uh. coming back. So, I enjoyed uh, the the challenge this week, and I feel like I've just been doing this for the last few months. Um, just right. Well, we've spending. seen on the Instagram, you have a robin's nest. Yeah. That's a robin. That's, that's a robin. Right? That's that's a that's an American. Yeah, it's an American feathers. robin's nest, um, and I currently have a time lapse on it. I have a old iPhone that I've got plugged in, doing a time lapse on top of the uh, nest to cool. see what happens. So we have one. We have one uh, hatched so far, but this is the second. Just this morning, brood. right? Yeah, this morning. I think it happened this morning or maybe last night, um, but the. Uh, the this nest i think is being used twice by the same mating pair and um i didn't know that but american robins will have two broods two i, I guess that's what you call a that's a cool i didn't know that or whatever so the first the first round was four eggs and only three hatched so that's sad um but this time there are three eggs in the nest and i think it's the same two birds um the the but, mom is pretty distinctive looking. Yeah, they're just they're just a little bit bigger, and, and she's got some I, interesting speckling on her face. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, that kind of gives her a look. She's kind of got a that contouring thing going. Yeah, I think she's using those new products from Kylie. Yas um, bird, but she's got like yeah, so she's got like these little speckles around her eyes and stuff. It's pretty neat, like little little like gray freckles. Um, but maybe that's just her showing her age, you know, already raising a, a group of kids, you know, it's her second this ago, year, yeah. second this year, you know, raise them to adulthood off they go time to do it all over again. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy sitting outside and being still and it's, it doesn't, it seems like passive meditation. Because I'm not, like, focusing on my breathing or anything. I'm just trying to be quiet and still so that I can see the movements of the forest and the, the birds and stuff. And it's sweet. I see little chipmunks. see squirrels. Squirrels are always going after my bird seed. Um, yeah, tell but, me about your setup here. Yeah, so the setup, I, I will go depending on where I want to look. We've got, like, this little stream that runs in the back of our yard it's where all the storm water goes when there's big heavy rain so it's typically a small little creek over the last few days it's been really big because it's been raining um but i'd like to go there because i'll often see birds taking bird baths down there because it's like just enough water for them to 
kind of hop in and shake and get their bellies and feathers and everything all it's so cool to watch a bird take a bird bath love watching um, a bird take a bath i mean <laughs> if you were in england the, the people in england <laughs> think we're saying something different i know a bird bath is actually a tiny little bird taking a bath not uh, whatever but um i remember seeing uh the robins are down there a lot taking baths and I learned that that's because, have you ever seen a robin's nest? They're very smooth on the inside. And when they get down and they do their bird bath, they try to collect like bits of water and dirt and stuff. And um, when they go into their nest, they flatten out their belly on the bottom of the nest and they start shaking that water off and it creates like a little mud, almost like a little clay uh rounded mm. bowl on the inside of it so that's why they're super like insulated for these little um babies that they're making um but they're they're doing they're almost doing mud was it like mud thatched like the those thatched yeah. roofs and they'll they'll make a little more on the walls and stuff yeah so it, that was really neat and i was like man why are all these robins all these robins love this creek but it was probably because they were building their nest at the time and they carry that water up to their nest to help make the bowl of cool. the bird nest so yeah that's pretty neat um do do we just want to tell me your setup my setup is in my backyard that yeah. has too my, many yeah. darn mosquitoes in it oh no i got a spray for mosquitoes because there's just too many. i've got like 30 bites right now so i moved it to the front yard and okay. i just i was i was sort of uh I don't have a, a – so you were talking about bird seed. Do you have bird feeders? I've got a little bird feeder, yeah. Uh, a neighbor, when we lived in Chattanooga, was just like, I got this bird feeder. You want it? And I was like, sure. And that started me down this road of liking birds like two years ago. Okay. So, so I don't have a bird feeder. I just I just have general awareness. So it didn't matter where I was. I was focusing on the birds this week. That was my mm -hmm. setup. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't really make any. I tried a couple times to make special time, but the mosquitoes. But you were burden on the wing. I was just. That's right. I was burden on the wing. So I'm interested. Did you? Uh, how were you cataloging? Were you using this little pamphlet to find my out little, which birds you were looking at? Yeah, my little book, and then I would, I would look at the bird, and I would try to remember something distinctive about it. So typically, like their head, the top of their head. Right. Um, and often when they're, if you're looking from the ground, you can see at their butt. And a lot of times their butt feathers are a little different color than their tail. So it's right. like, those are some of the things that you can identify. Um, Do you have but, a list of what you've been able to, to yeah, knock out I'd this be week? More than happy to tell you my list. Yeah, let's do um, it. The most exciting one was I saw a red-bellied woodpecker. Um, wow. I saw two of them. And I had never seen woodpeckers in... Uh, our yard before I could hear them like throughout the neighborhood, but I was never able to see them. And then, um, one morning I walked out the front door to like take the trash to this, uh, the curb, saw a huge bird. They're about 10 inches, the red bellied woodpecker and, uh, flew up, landed on a tree. And I was like, Oh, that's a woodpecker. Sweet. 
And then later that day, I saw the male and the female, like, in our backyard, like, hopping from tree to tree, like, doing bird calls. So maybe yeah, they're Yeah, the males have, like, sort right of an now. orangish-red mohawk, and the girls have, mm-hmm. like, a, a gray mm-hmm. head. Yeah, and they got, like, little freckles on their bellies. And they have really um, cool speckled feathers. Yeah, their head is their head is bright, bright red. So all right, uh, that's a good one. See that? So that was a good one. Obviously, seeing the the American robins. Um, see them every we've day. Got got two nests actually. One on one side of the house, one on the other. Um, and then I think they started a nest underneath our deck, but I think they abandoned it. Um, I couldn't be certain. Um, we we have some type of sparrow. It might be either a house sparrow or a chipping sparrow uh, that likes to be in our backyard. Um, saw quite a few brown thrashers. That's the Georgia State bird. So many brown thrashers. So many brown thrashers. It's a great bird too. It's a big, pretty big bird, size of a woodpecker at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got big long legs. Kind of kind of look scary if you. If you see them up close, yep. they look kind of like mean little birds. Maybe that's why they're called thrashers. Um, our backyard has a ton of northern cardinals. Uh, the cardinal is, you know, one of my favorite birds. I was born in Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals. Um, my dad's company that he works for is called Cardinal Logistics. Uh, so the the cardinal is, is like one of my spirit animals so the northern cardinal too it's like one of the most it's this you know guys it's the remarkably red bird with kind of the black mask right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's a, like an orange beak compared to all the other birds it's so especially where we live it's it's a miraculous little bird mm-hmm. they're everywhere all right. Did you see any big ones? Any big birds? Um, well, I've got a few more. I, I saw. Uh, oh yeah. Then you went. You went hiking for like three days. Well, I didn't. You probably I, saw a ton of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just looking at the ground, just hiking yeah, at that time. Don't want to fall down. Um, so I didn't want to fall down exactly. But saw the the eastern bluebird. That's like the really pretty, vibrant bluebird with the with the orange, kind of orange, orange red chest. brown yeah. belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's my mom's my mom's favorite bird. Uh, the Brewer's blackbird. And they kind of look like small little crows but with bright yellow eyes um and i don't know that and one. then um this was my favorite one that i i saw it and i couldn't figure it out it's called the gray catbird and oh i was looking at these i never saw one but they're cool yeah and they've got this like really weird it's described in the in the book as like a mechanical uh sporadic random song and like if you if you go out and you go like, yeah, yeah, like like a cat, like do some type of weird, freaky cat meow, some weird sound, you'll get okay. one back, and they they will repeat back, like their own version of it. But they've got these gnarly songs, so I I think that's what I hear in the backyard when I'm hearing these like really random, very pretty, sometimes grating songs. Um, but it's cool. Um, but and kind of a mockingbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, they're really they're in the same species, like in the same category as a mockingbird. So I think they have a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as big birds, um, we do have a a red-tailed hawk somewhere that that cruises our forest. I haven't seen him in a while. When we first moved into the house, that hawk dropped a uh, half-eaten squirrel in our yard, and I was outside watching it like munch on it and it flew away and dropped the body and i was like holy cow 
Jeez. That's why Casey doesn't let our cat outside. You did pretty good. Yeah, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, Seven of them I'd already seen. The red-bellied woodpecker was a new one on on my backyard list. So that was that was a good day. I wouldn't call myself a birder. I'm not into birding. I'm definitely the You're bird, the bird watcher. watcher. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is a hobby for when you get older. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. Like when we a few months ago we talked about like, oh, what challenges are we going to do when we're 80? This is like I think. When I busted my foot skateboarding, <laughs> and we were like, I don't know, like, take a bath. And this is a lot like that. Sample oatmeals? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll just go quick and sh- tell you what I saw. So um, you saw a red-tailed hawk. I saw a red-shouldered hawk oh, cool. in Andrew's backyard. I was, like, picking up my drums, and I saw a red-shouldered hawk in Andrew's back uh, backyard. I saw a barred owl oh, while mountain biking. Cool. Yeah, so those are my two, like, big... Uh, Raptors. Eat animals, bird. Yeah, my big scary guys. I didn't see any turkey vultures. Turkey vultures are pretty common mm-hmm. in Georgia in the summer, but I didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Did, did, you didn't catch any? Um, Maybe on the road when, when you're we driving. driving like, up, you see them a lot. We were driving through the Smokies. I did see a, a turkey. Saw a wild turkey. That oh, was cool. That counts. Saw That counts. Yeah, I saw an elk, and a deer walked right through our camp, but those aren't birds. But yeah, it was still cool to see that. But um, I didn't see any woodpeckers. I saw out of my bedroom windy, windy <laughs> window. You'll see it. You understand what at I'm writing with here? At the windy, I saw an eastern phoby. Eastern phoby, uh, which is it kind of looks like a little. Uh, it's a little finchy is that kind of bird. P h o e b e. P h o e b e. Yeah. Okay. Keep talking. I, I want to see this more eastern- walk. So the Eastern Phoebe, yeah, he's a he's just like a little finchy kind of guy, little athletic bird, uh, a lot like the the gray cat catcher, the gray cat uh, bird, he, cat bird. Yeah, he's a really similar looking kind of guy. Um, I saw, you know, what? I didn't see a blue jay. Oh, nice. Which I, I was bummed about. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't see any blue jays. Didn't see a blue. But jay. But I saw my favorite bird was this is the best bird I saw. I was on a run. And it crossed the road, and I was like, I've never seen that bird before. So I instantly stopped, mm-hmm. pulled out my phone to identify mm-hmm. it. And I've got the, I've got this uh, app on my phone called Birds Near Me. Oh, cool. So other people in the neighborhood mark when they see a bird so I can see what birds other people are seeing, oh, and that's the only that's list awesome. I'm looking at. So I'm not like a good enough birder to like add birds to the list, but I can like see, oh, this is what other people are seeing. So this bird, dude... This was the most vibrant blue color bird I've ever seen. And it's just like, it, it was like glowing. It looked, kind of looked like a beetle. You know how they have that sort of uh-huh. indigo. So I look, looked it up and I typed in indigo. Dude, indigo bunting. An indigo bunting. Okay. Indigo bunting. It's a uh, it's a cardinal, basically. It's the same thing as uh, the northern cardinal, yeah. like the, the red bird we were talking about, which I saw cardinals this week too. But the, the bunting... Boom, dude. It's just as cool as the Cardinal. Way to go, Cardinal. Way to go, Cardinal birds. I got to look this way to guy go. up, too. A bunting. Yeah. Indigo bunting. Oh, Do yourself a favor. All right, here we go. A favor and look him up. Yeah, he's cool, right? Let's see. Oh, that's the female. The picture is of the female. Uh, yeah, they're gray find or brown. It. I gotta find a male. One. That's like seeing a female but, cardinal. It's no fun. Yeah, 
I'll have to look at it. I trust you. I believe that it was a bright blue bird. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. And, of course, I saw a ton of brown thrashers, which I love seeing brown thrashers. They've got, like, this really cool, long, thin beak. Um, and, you know, I didn't see much more. I didn't see much more than that. But, like, I don't want to <laughs> – I'm just realizing we're just, like, listing birds. But uh, it was it was fun um, looking at birds. Are you ready to review it? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's I'm do ready it. to review the bird experience. Every week on our show, we create a custom review scale to review our custom challenge. No two challenges are alike, so no two scales are alike. And that responsibility falls to you, sir, Mr. Dustin Graham. What is our scale this week? I've had a lot of time to think about this scale. Yeah. But before I get there, that indigo bunting, I looked it up during our short ukulele break. That is a very pretty bird. It's a cool bird. It's a real cool bird. If you're driving in your car right now, go ahead and crash while you Google it, because it's neat. <laughs> Take that risk. You got to see you this You got bird. to. Um, also, check out our Instagram, at DuderElspod. Uh, cool listener, Zach, sent us the Stellar J. Dude, specimen that thing that is cool. out of his backyard. Where does he right? live? He lives in Seattle. Okay, because I was like, I don't, I've never seen this bird before. It, it, stellar J is the best way to describe that. Like it's it's wings and feathers have like this kind of weird psychedelic color that kind of I'm sure it shifts when the light hits it, you know. But so cool. Thanks for sending that, Zach. Yeah, thank you, Zach. Um, that was cool. So my rating for this scale. Oh uh, wait, what? My scale, my review scale for this mm-hmm. episode for your rating. Um, mm-hmm. I'm choosing. With intention to go with the brood outside. So, out okay. of four eggs, all right. Out of four eggs, you give it. Uh, you know, you really liked it. All four eggs hatched. Okay. If you didn't like it, no eggs hatched, and that's sad. Okay. All right. Okay. Does that um, make sense? Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good scale. Didn't take me as long to. Yeah, it, it seemed like you. It seemed like you. You totally knew what you were gonna do. Like that's. I'm like that's. That's a real it seemed, scale. Yeah, for real. <laughs> robin's eggs, light blue robin's eggs, light blue robin's eggs. There are four of them under your butt right now, and you're keeping them warm. How many are hatching? Um, two are hatching. Two birds two are hatching. Hatched robin's eggs. Uh. This was a pleasant challenge, but I was – this is confusing. Like, I think looking into bird watching is going to be good for my life. I think uh, – uh, I took a geology class in college, and I, I think we've talked about it before. But I got really good at identifying rocks, and I still kind of enjoy identifying rocks. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to enjoy identifying birds in much the same way and kind of putting them on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really boring and like, wasn't fun to think about all week. Like, oh shit, I got to look at birds. <laughs> like, I don't know. There was something about like, um, some of our other challenges that are like super engaging and this one just like wasn't engaging. And so for the lack of engagement, which is probably my own fault, I'm giving it two hatched Robin's eggs. What do you give it? Okay. I'll give it three hatched, three hatched robin's eggs. 
because I mean, I, I do this every day. I probably spend at least an hour, not all in one sitting, um, but like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, just throughout the day, just staring into the backyard to see what I could see. Um, and I, I like that. That's just me. I like doing that. Maybe my backyard has more to look at than your backyard. Who knows? Um, the, um, the uh, practice. I should say, I should say, after we got off our call last week, um, I went in the yard and I was playing with a dog and I was actually talking to you for a while. And then we got off the phone and I came inside, right? Mm-hmm. Then, like, right as I came inside, bullets through th- flew through the backyard. Whoa. So, what? Uh, yeah. I live in a pretty good neighborhood, but there is one house that a lot of vagrants visit. There's just like oh one, it's like next to this mansion, but there's this one house that just like has a lot of coming and going uh, by a lot of like pretty, pretty spooky it's a, people who. It's a trap house. Yeah. There's a trap. There's one trap house in the neighborhood and they shot each other after our oh. call and had to go home in a ambulance so there were a bunch of cops and an ambulance and there were bullets i could hear the bullets in my trees so the yard just wasn't welcoming this week (laughs) Ooh, yeah i could see how you might have a little hesitancy to and i don't want to like i love my neighborhood i love my neighborhood it's a great neighborhood these things can happen anywhere and it just happened to happen here this week um so yeah, that's maybe why I'm why I didn't enjoy the yard as much. Yeah, it started off on a bad foot. Sounds yeah, like seems <laughs> like seems like seems like if you had like a swarm of those like finches that came through, you know those small little birds. I, love I forgot finches. what they're called. Are those the ones that swarm and they like move like water through the sky? No, you know you're thinking of like Swa- I think those are swallows. 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 Yeah, maybe if you had a swarm of swallows come through your trees instead of bullets, it'd be a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially with everything going on. Let's not go there. It wasn't bullets great. in the backyard. It wasn't great. It two, did, two eggs hatched. Yeah, at a least good two. amount of anxiety for the week. At least two. <laughs> at least two hatched. Yeah. So that's good. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> wow, you you that was like that's kind of scary to think yeah. about. Yeah, thanks for bringing me down at the end of this uh, review segment. Well, um, I don't know, man. Like um, you almost died. This show almost ended. I don't because think, I don't think that's true because at all. of my challenge. I don't think that's I had true. You, the bullets I had were you go to be fair. The like backyard. the the house that I cannot see the house that they were shooting at, but it's like four yards away in the back, right? So it's in my like our forest behind us is shared. And I can't see them because of the forest in between us. But they live up on the hill. So the bullets were like 60 feet in the air. Yeah. But, huh. I, but I heard them. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Did you finish your review? Three birds hatched. Three, three yeah. hatched birds. Oh, so one, one didn't make it. One didn't make it. Why is Not that? Be- Oh, uh, I think it's just because I had seen all the other birds before and the red-bellied woodpecker was like really cool to see uh, a new a new specimen in the in the habitat. Um, but I wanted to see more. Oh yeah, dude, th- that's called twitching. Sorry. What? When you 
when you I know it's a British birder term for <laughs> when you hear about it's because it's it's kind of mean. It's because like this famous birder had twitches. Um but whatever. Like he had Is that like, a type of bird? No, no, no. Like a like like a twitch. Like he had a twitch. Like gotcha. a, like a I don't know, like an obsessive like a tick. compulsive tick. Sure. Yeah. And he um he made it kind of famous where you, if you hear about a bird in some neighborhood, you you go there and it's called a twitch and some twitches in England will like there'll be like 5,000 people there. Because oh, wow. a, a bird will like blow over from North America. Oh, so say like interesting. Yeah, and they're like they all want to see this one bird that's totally not going to make it. So oh. <laughs> like they'll all cuz like hurricanes or whatever blow birds crazy places and then so when that happens they all go on a twitch. So you got excited by the twitch of this uh freaking red-bellied woodpecker. Red-bellied woodpecker. Thinking like thinking like because I put the bird seed out like I'll 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 be like Snow White and all all the birds <laughs> in the forest will come to me and they'll really like me. But they didn't. I just saw the same birds that I usually see, which is okay. It's okay. I'd need to probably invest in one of those cool little hummingbird feeders so I could see the hummingbirds. Dude, more. that's a good idea. Because next I have week's seen challenge. Ooh, yeah. Build I'm just going to make feeder. next week's challenge hummingbird feeder. Uh, speaking of, let's, uh, let's do next week's challenge. Booyah. Tweety, oh Tweety! Oh hey there, little putty dad. Why don't you watch the little Tweety bird and you can? Well, suffering sick there. Remember that cartoon, Looney Tunes? Yeah, Tweety Bird. Remember that? That was a whole cartoon about birds, about a bird outsmarting a cat. Dude, I love that. Um, I love that you made this the intro for this section. Why? Because are we going to adopt a cat and an old lady? You'll see. So okay. this is I'm the ready. part of the show where we where we pick next week's challenge. You picked last week's challenge. Yep. Uh, birding. So uh, we did that predict it challenge like a month or two ago uh, where yeah. we were looking at um, different markets that you could bet on. Political. The, yeah, yeah. And the one you betting. got into was Trump's tweets. Yeah. You got in like you were betting on Trump's well, tweets. I was betting I – confused POTUS, the official at POTUS yeah. handle, with at the real Donald That's Trump. Right. Yeah. So I thought for sure I would hit the threshold, but I I was confused and I made my bet too soon. So but I, I just have been thinking about it so much about uh the president's tweets. Uh in particular, I think it was like Mother's Day or uh, a, I think it was Mother's Day. He sent two hundred tweets. Oh, wow. And that includes retweets, uh, but some of those retweets were for like from like 2014. Like he is like really on Twitter in a big way and sending like 200 tweets a day. And I was thinking about like, wow, that's crazy. What would it be like to send 200 tweets in a day? And so that's the challenge. Oh, <laughs> get it? Do you have a Twitter, or maybe you should just use the do it or else Twitter? Because I don't yeah, think you I really deleted it. Uh, they don't have to be politics. 
I don't. I prefer okay. them not to be politics. Just tweet two hundred times in one day, <laughs> because that seems fully insane to me. And I want to know if it is. Uh, like, what does it feel like to be the most uh, uh, important person on planet Earth with the most responsibility, and then send two hundred tweets? Two hundred tweets a day. Yeah, you don't have to do it every day. It would be interesting if you did it more than one day. Like maybe you build up to it. Maybe you send eighty tweets one day, and then uh, one yeah. day though, I want you to hit two hundred tweets. So I mean, okay, that that would be a, a pretty good experiment if we were to figure out the average of Trump's tweets and see and catalog that that time it takes to at least do that tweet. I mean, like, I guess a retweet doesn't take that much time, but you still got to scroll through shit. Yeah, if you're sending stuff, retweets from that. 2014, it means, like, you're really scrolling deep into people's pages. Mm. I don't know about this one. I <laughs> This, this Why? might be a bad week for my <laughs> mental health. <laughs> well, don't... don't uh, be the change you want to see in the world. I guess because you're you're a tweet you're a tweeter. You I'm like a Twitter. retweeter. I'd never tweet original tweets. I just how many I have followers like, you got under your four, Sedgehammer handle? Four or five? No, four it's or five. It's not Sedgehammer. It's Rye Sedge. R Y S E D G. Okay. And yeah, like five. Nobody follows me. That's not what. Uh, I just go on there to read what other people are talking about. Mostly gotcha. comedians. Okay. But uh, remember ours were like at do it or else pod one, something like that, or do it or else one. I can't remember. Whatever. That's the challenge, I'm doing dude. It. It's, it's challenge 200 I'm sorry. Tweets. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be looking no. at little birds. Okay, man. I understand. It's supposed to be hold your breath for two minutes. Okay, man. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. 200 tweets in, in a one day. day. Just pick okay. a day and really just commit to tweeting. That's I'm why I'm gonna like have to do it. I'm gonna have to do what Trump does. Like wake up at four in the morning. Yeah, he'll. Start, yeah, start until tweeting. like two at night. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, dude. That <laughs> sounds like a great challenge. So you um, can find us on Twitter. I'm at Rye Sedge R Y S E D G. Dustin will be tweeting from the at Do It or Else Pod One. I think. I have no idea what it is. Do the uh, do the other ones for me while I. Look it up. Okay. Um, and you we'll we'll post little pictures of our hand our Twitter handles on our Instagram, which is at do it or else pod on Instagram. You can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, tell us a challenge, tell Dustin to go F himself at seven two four do it pod. Uh you gotta yep. figure out the letters for the numbers, seven two four do it pod, or you can email us at do it or else pod at gmail.com is that right yep do it or else pod at gmail.com you can send us an email and really people the emails uh you could send us love letters there um yeah you, you could tell us we're doing a good job on the show uh yeah i hear occasionally that we're doing a good job on the show but for the amount of downloads we have i am not hearing it enough so either we suck or you don't get to the end of the show and you don't want to reach out because maybe you like Dustin personally and you don't particularly like me. Maybe that's what's happening. But come maybe on, guys. Maybe you like Ryan and you don't like me. Yeah, come on, guys. We could uh, uh, we could, we could use a little pep talk here. Uh, so send us a little love. Tell us we don't suck and that the show 
is good. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Dustin, what is your Twitter handle? It is at do it or else pod, the number one. So we, we dug up the bones like Ed Gein, and we're going to pull out the, the gross skin of do it or else pod one on Twitter, and I'm going to be wearing it for this week. I'm going to be wearing it. And 200 tweets, baby. Tweeter. 200 tweets in a day, baby. I'm going to have to warm up. I'm going to have to get like 50 or 60 in a day. Oh, yeah. Get, you're going to have to get special gloves <laughs> with support in your thumbs and shit. Oh. All right, hey, baby. You did a great job doing the closeout, doing all the handles and stuff like that. A really good job, Ryan. Thanks, man. I was just filling time. You did a fantastic hey, job. Hey, there you go. So be like Dustin. Send me a nice message. Uh, just we like, like it. We like it when you say hi. Hey, how about how about you do? Since I did your job, you do my job here to finish the show. And as always, the winner of the slogan contest will be announced next week. Bye bye. Bye.